So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations. I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful, natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts and my hair is coming in thicker and even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Now back to the show. This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brilliant. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Dr. Judson Brandeis, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. I'm pumped for our conversation today. We're going to be talking a lot about sexual wellness, how to improve things in the bedroom, how to avoid uh, many of the, the the common pitfalls and health challenges that people in America experience. But before we kind of get into all of that, can you give us a little bit of your background, your origin story for the listeners who may not be familiar with your work? Sure. So I grew up in New York and I went to Brown University where I was a history major, but I always knew I wanted to be a doctor. Uh, so after college, I went and worked at American Red Cross for a guy named Harold T. Merriman, the person that figured out how to freeze blood. Uh, and at that time, we were freezing kidneys for transplantation. And then from there, I went to Vanderbilt for medical school and uh, did a, a pit stop at Harvard Medical School doing research funded by Howard Hughes Medical Institute on uh, in the lab where they did the first living-related kidney transplant, the hmm. the the Murray and Merrill lab. And then went back, finished medical school, went off to UCLA, trained in surgery and then in urology, did some great clinical research there, and then went off to Walnut Creek in Northern California to start clinical practice. Uh, my first year out, I pioneered surgical robotics with a company called uh, Da Vinci, 
and uh, intuitive surgical, and then built kidney stone center, built an MRI guided prostate biopsy um, uh, center. Uh, I was chief of urology at my local hospital for 10 years and my local HMO for 10 years. I was voted the top urologist in the San Francisco Bay Area for the past nine years. But about three years ago, I became really interested in regenerative urology. So the ability to improve erectile function in men who could no longer uh, get erections. And and once I got into that, I became really interested in hormone replacement and also male physical performance. And I do a lot of work with uh, BTL, the company that makes the M-Sculpt and M-Cella devices. I do clinical research on the M-Sculpt, on the M-Cella, which is the pelvic floor machine. Uh, I also have a penile elongation uh, and enhancement a clinical research study called the P-Long study. So I do all sorts of cool stuff. I wrote this book, The 21st Century Man, which most people consider the most comprehensive and medically accurate men's health book ever written. And uh, and I do podcasts and, and I live in Northern California with my wife and four kids. Uh, and that's kind of me in a nutshell. Awesome. Awesome. So the, 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 the recent shift or growing interest in, in urology. You've been in urology for a long time, but you said the past three years, you've really kind of focused. Is that because you're seeing an increased prevalence of issues with erectile function and sexual performance? Yeah, well, there definitely is a, an increased uh, prevalence of one, low testosterone and also erectile dysfunction. And in general, uh, a real decline in men's health overall. Uh, but also there are some really amazing new technologies that have been developed, including low-intensity shockwave therapy and platelet-rich plasma, maybe even the addition of stem cells and peptides, uh, some technology like high-intensity focused electromagnetic waves. And I'm the kind of guy I like to, I don't like just doing what everyone else does. I always like to be like three steps ahead or four steps ahead, uh, and even doing the, the primary clinical research, uh, developing new products and technologies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so what, what would you say, I mean, what is the biggest health challenge facing American men today, in your opinion? Yeah. Well, I mean, we get in our own way. It is really what it's all about. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's pretty simple to stay healthy, right? Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs, don't eat too much, exercise every day, stretch, meditate, be nice to other people. Mm-hmm. Like that will get you ahead of about 90 to 95% of people, uh, of men in the United States. The mm -hmm. problem is it's, it, it seems easy, but it's never quite that easy. There are a lot of pressures in life and, and, and uh, we're always looking for coping mechanisms and, and shortcuts. And so, you know, we don't do the things that we know that we need to do. And so because of that, 40% of men are fat or obese, 50% of men have high blood pressure, 15% of men smoke, 10% of men are alcoholics, 12% of men don't even have health insurance. And the longevity of Caucasian middle-aged men in the United States is in decline and was in decline even before COVID. And the reason for that is because of alcohol consumption, opioid use, and suicide. Right. So however you want to slice it, the data shows that men are in big trouble. Right. And and I think I'd like to speak specifically the guys that are overweight and, and drinking too much. I, I think that they have a pretty good idea that those are not contributing to their wellness, longevity or or sexual health. 
But there are a lot of guys, and I've seen this more and more, even in my friends group on like man trips, I've noticed the guys are a lot more open about using things like Cialis and Viagra and like, I'm 40, you know, so my friends are, are plus or minus, which seems a little bit young for those things to be commonplace. And, and, um, I'd like to speak a little bit toward the people that are health conscious, that are within 15, 20 pounds of their target body weight. These men that are having fluctuating inconsistent sex drive and, and problems with erections. What are some of the hidden causes that you're seeing driving this epidemic? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, it's been all over the news that the average testosterone level of American men is down about 30% of where it was 50 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is is really multifactorial. But first of all, the body is smart. The body will not make stuff that it doesn't need. So, you know, back in the caveman days, men needed really high testosterone because they would have to take down a wild boar or a buffalo. And when you're doing that, you need a lot of testosterone. You know, then men became farmers, right? Farming is hard, but it's not quite as hard as killing a wild animal. So you didn't need testosterone that was quite that high. And now, you know, we sit in front of a computer all day typing away and your body says, well, I'm not, I don't have to kill a wild animal. So I don't have to make that much testosterone. So why Mm -hmm. waste Uh, energy in the body making something that you really don't need. And then on top of it, we, we eat foods that, you know, maybe is questionably even food and there's a lot of plastics and toxins in our environment. And, you know, I don't know what the long-term answer for any of that kind of stuff is other than Mm -hmm. that's just the way that things are. Um, and it's never going to stop. I have a patient who is a, a fifth generation farmer. He's got like 10,000 acres out in Turlock. And I asked him, you know, what's the deal with organic farming? He said, organic farming is great if you want to feed 30% of the world population. But if you want to feed more than 30% of the world population, then you need pesticides and and, and industrial farming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, but if you can eat, the cleaner you can eat, the better off you're going to be. And then the other thing is, you know, people that are fat or obese, Testosterone and estrogen, even though you know men think that uh, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, the actual molecular structure of testosterone and estrogen is virtually the same. The only difference is a single hydrogen atom. And so it's very easy for your body to flip testosterone into estrogen. It's called aromatization. Mm-hmm. And so in fat, uh, you know, in fat cells, testosterone can be converted into estrogen, which is why guys who are heavy or obese have even lower testosterone levels, higher estrogen levels, and grow man boobs. Mm-hmm. And so, buy Barbra Streisand records and, and <laughs> go to Bette Midler concerts and that kind of stuff. So is it safe to say that you're of the belief that a lot of this is due to testosterone and declining testosterone levels? Well, you know, some of it is, is due to testosterone levels. Some of it is due to... Um, atherosclerotic disease of blood vessels, right? So if you Mm -hmm. eat things with high cholesterol, Mm -hmm. it's going to cause a blockage of blood vessels. It's due to uh, a decrease in activity. You know, people that have more sedentary lifestyles, people that smoke, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And then, you know, I think it's, it's somewhat cultural too. I think, I don't think that the internet and cell phones and those kind of things have really done anyone any favors in terms of teaching people how to connect on an intimate basis. Mm-hmm. 
there's also some interesting research on the connection between electronics and wireless electricity and how that impacts blood flow and even even erections and, and libido. Yeah, I mean that that's certainly something that uh, that needs to be looked into. I don't think it's it's a major factor, but uh, these days every every little bit helps. Now, if you if you have a client come to you that is is struggling with let's say erectile dysfunction, are you looking at blood labs and and if so, which which markers outside of testosterone are you looking at? Are we are we going free testosterone, sex hormone binding globulin, and kind of looking at the the interplay there, or, or where's where's your head at DHT? Yeah, so you know the the interesting thing is that the book really is a an extension of the approach that I use uh, for my patients, right? And so it started out like, well, I'll just write a 200-page sexual medicine book. And it grew into like 900 highly information-dense pages on 101 chapters. Because really for, you know, 20s are different than 50s, 60s, 70s. And even if you look at the Massachusetts Male Aging Study, it shows that 40% of men in their 40s have some degree of erectile dysfunction. 50% of men in their 50s, 60% of men in their 60s. So, no you know, in your 20s, it's it's a whole different situation. Your testosterone's high. The, the you know, the, the women are a little bit more available. Um, but once you hit your 50s, I, I see it like as a, a, a pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. Like a Maslow's pyramid. At the bottom is your physical function, right? If you don't have your physical function together, if you have heart disease or diabetes or obesity or you smoke and so on and so forth, that's going to affect your ability to get an erection. Now, if you're physically in good shape, you have to be emotionally in good shape. You have to be mentally in good shape. You know, you can't be depressed. You can't be anxious. Um, and then you have to have, um, you know, your relationships in good shape. So if your relationships are terrible, then your sexual health isn't going to be good. But if you have all that base of the pyramid, then you can really focus on sexual health, which is sort of the, the top of the pyramid that sort of the, the icing on the cake. Okay, cool. That makes sense. I guess that's a good a good segue into some of the some of your principles of nutrition and and exercise. And you know, I mean, you you talk about it in the in the twenty first century man from the perspective of of strengthening your body without injury. Um, but let's let's talk about it from you know the 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 optimal man. You know, that's that's strong, that's resilient, that is. Um, performing in the bedroom and in, in, in the boardroom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's at, at Brandeis MD in, in San Ramon, California, that's what we create. That's what we produce. Uh, and, and so anyone that walks into my office gets a full body composition analysis. So I have a body composition scale because, you know, checking your weight really isn't adequate. I had a patient the other day, uh, and I was working with him for about two months and he came into me and said, you know, I really don't feel like I've lost any weight. And I said, I don't care about weight. I care about your composition. Mm -hmm. Right. So I put him on the body composition scale and he had lost seven pounds of fat, but put on five pounds of muscle. Mm. Right. That's not losing weight. <laughs> That's totally changing your whole body composition, your basal metabolic rate. Uh, and so really what I focus on is building muscle and losing fat. Mm -hmm. And so in, for a man, to build muscle, especially after the age of 50, your testosterone really has to be optimized, right? Mm -hmm. They did a really interesting study uh, that was published in the New England Journal years ago. Um, they looked at a control group 
they looked at a workout group, right? So the workout group built twice as much muscle as the control group, but then they had a high testosterone group where they, they gave testosterone injections. But those folks didn't work out. And those folks built twice as much muscle as the workout group. Mm. And then the workout plus testosterone group, you know, was off the charts. And so wow. that's really what I shoot for in my patients. And, the, you know, I, I just wrote a bunch of uh, ebooks, really interesting ebooks on testosterone. And I looked at the testosterone levels of the different testosterone replacement options. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm a big testosterone replacement options, but only in the patients who really need it. Right, mm-hmm. only the patients that are clinically hypogonadal and have low testosterone levels, and a lot of the testosterone preparations for replacement, which include gels, creams, intranasal, sublingual, only give your levels up to about five at most six hundred, which to me is not nearly adequate for replacing testosterone to the level that you can build muscle if you're in your fifties, sixties, and seventies or Mm. 80s. Um, You know, I get my guys up to about 1,000 or 1,200, right? And that's safe, right? It it doesn't give you prostate cancer. You know, if you have aggressive prostate cancer, it's not a good idea to be on testosterone. If you have a huge prostate and you can't pee, you shouldn't be on testosterone until you get that taken care of. But uh, other than that, it's it's really, really super safe uh, Mm. if if properly monitored. Uh, yeah. and, and patients that are on testosterone feel better. They have more energy, more libido, build muscle, get rid of fat, uh, sleep better. Their aches and pains all go away. And when I was doing general, regular old urology, I was thinking, oh, you know, let's get guys up to five or 600. But you know what? That doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. You got to boost that testosterone up to the 1,000 to 1,200 range to really make a clinical difference for folks. So, you know, that's one essential thing because testosterone really is your most important growth factor. You know, you have IGF-1, you have human growth hormone, but testosterone really is the safest and best thing to replace. Mm -hmm. Um, Then also I put folks on a uh, calorie restricted diet, right? I'm not a nutritionist. I never tell anyone that I'm a nutritionist. I just believe in a high protein diet because you need protein and amino acids to build muscle. Mm-hmm. A low carb diet, uh, healthy fats, right? People always ask me, oh, what is healthy fats? You know, I can't eat that many avocados. So I have this thing of, of nuts that are behind my desk and anytime I'm hungry, I'll eat nuts, right? The nuts are like a great healthy fat and then high fiber because you don't want to get constipated. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it, honestly, to me, it's that simple. I mean, there are people that have serious metabolic issues or diabetes or so on and so forth, and they need to go to a nutritionist. They need mm-hmm. someone really who has expertise in, in food science. But, you know, for the for most folks, high protein, low carb, eat, you know, take your weight in pounds, divide it by two, and eat that many grams of protein. And what are your benchmarks for um, someone being hypogonadal, uh, like what do you, what are your levels of testosterone, free testosterone? Yeah. So, you know, it does vary by age a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, around 300, I start to get worried, but you know, I have guys who are 200, 250 on the testosterone scale and they're perfectly fine. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're 
sexually active. They're they're building muscle. They're not they're not fat. And I, you know, even if someone was 150 or 100 on their testosterone scale, if they're doing well, I wouldn't touch them. Right. You know, right. and and there are guys that come in, you know, that are 500. That now this is really important, uh, and this is why I I never recommend online testosterone services. Because you need to be checked out by a doctor, right? So if you have yeah. sleep apnea, you're going to be tired all the time. You're going to have erectile dysfunction. You're going to be fat. You're not going to build muscle. You're not going to feel like having sex. Uh, and it's not because your testosterone's low. It's because you have obstructive sleep apnea, right? So how can mm-hmm. you tell that on a, you know, on an online testosterone site? Or right. if you have low thyroid, mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, or if you know if your diet is horrible, if there, there are other you know if you have significant stressors in your life, um, that also could pose as being hypogonadal. And mm-hmm. so it's important to know to rule out all of the things that can cause similar symptoms. And if you've ruled all those things out, then I think it's very appropriate to replace testosterone. And the other thing is you have to consider what are people doing. Right. So I take care of a lot of police and SWAT and correction guys. Right. So my guys that are on the SWAT team, they're, if their testosterone is 400 or 500, but they're chasing after bad guys whose testosterones are 1,000 that are amped up on methamphetamines, to me, that's like an occupational hazard. Mm. You know, you're yeah. actually putting your life in danger because your testosterone is only four or 500. Yeah. It does make sense. So you get them, you get them on testosterone. Maybe get them a little bit of uh, Adderall if they're if they're fighting a lot of meth heads. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. messing around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's um, for for the guys listening that that may be experiencing experiencing um, erectile issues and their their testosterone's good or they're taking testosterone. Um, they've they've integrated meditation. Diet's pretty good. You know, what are some of your troubleshooting processes? You look at, you mentioned looking at the thyroid and, um, and their relationships and making sure they're not drinking and smoking. What else are some of your like troubleshooting processes and places that you look in, in some of those difficult cases? Yeah. I mean, if all that stuff's dialed in mm-hmm. uh, and when guys come to my office, I do an ultrasound of the, the penis and I'll do ultrasound of the penile arteries to make sure that the penile arteries look okay. Uh, and if, if there's stuff that doesn't make sense to me, you know, especially if I treat someone and they're not responding, like mm-hmm. I think that they should, I always get a heart calcium score, mm. right? This is really like, okay, erectile function is a, is a, a function of circulation, right. right? It's the ability to pump blood under pressure into the peripheral, the, 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 the far out blood vessels in your body, right? And if you're not able to do that, right, and those blood vessels are one or two millimeters, within 10 years, you're going to develop blockages of the three to four millimeter arteries in the heart, right? Mm. So erectile dysfunction is really an early warning system for cardiovascular disease. Mm. Um, But there's not a month that goes by when I don't send someone for a very simple heart CAT scan, right? And get what's called a, a coronary calcium score. Okay. And basically, if you have calcification in your heart arteries, it's an indication that those arteries are getting blocked. And uh, the, the test literally takes a minute. It gives you really, really good information. Uh, I just sent uh, someone to a new place that's close to me, 250 bucks. 
right? Mm-hmm. 250 bucks can save your life. If you're in your 40s and you're experiencing real erectile dysfunction, if you have a family history of heart disease, if someone in the family has died of a heart attack or had a heart attack in their 40s and 50s, find the closest place where you can get a heart calcium score and it's, it could be the best 250 bucks that you ever spent. And for people that aren't familiar with that, like what what are we looking at there with with this coronary calcium score? Yeah, so you know, a, a CAT scan basically is a, an X-ray, but the X-ray machine spins around you, mm-hmm. and so it gives you a three-dimensional X-ray of uh, any body part. Okay. And so what you're looking at is an increase in density, and a high increase in density could be indicative of calcium. And when arteries get blocked, first they they get blocked by cholesterol plaque, but that over time, that cholesterol plaque becomes calcified and, and really hardens. And so what you're looking for really is that that high-density calcium in the arteries of the heart. Uh, and if you have that, it's a pretty good indication that at some point you're going to have um, you know, ischemic heart disease where your heart doesn't get enough blood vessels. And but assuming you, all that yeah. stuff is good... Mm-hmm. You know, I can give you, um, I can run down my algorithm of how I help men sure. with erectile dysfunction. Please. So I break it up into a signal and the pipes. So the signal to open up blood vessels in the body comes from something called nitric oxide. So when I was a resident at UCLA, uh, some of my professors at UCLA won the Nobel Prize for discovering nitric oxide as a second messenger. And then a friend of mine wrote the article in the New England Journal that described the mechanism of action of sildenafil, of Viagra, right? So nitric oxide is essential in our body. It helps us open up blood vessels. And as we age, the amount of nitric oxide in our body declines. So at the age of 50, you're probably working on 50% of the nitric oxide that you had when you were 20, okay? And especially as you get older than that, or if you don't take care of yourself, you don't have a good diet, that can plummet even more. And so that affects your global circulation, the circulation to your brain, the circulation to your muscles. Uh, And so people boost or supplement nitric oxide, which is super safe. I actually have a product myself called Affirm, which is available at affirmscience.com. And what that is, is the combination of citrulline, which comes from watermelon, Mm -hmm. and of beets, which produce nitrate. Nitrate is reduced in the saliva down to nitrite, and then in the stomach, it's reduced into nitric oxide. And you get 50-50, half uh, of nitric oxide from citrulline and half basically from nitrates. And that, you know, a lot of my patients will come in initially and say, well, you know, I was in Viagra, but now it's not working anymore. I think I'm getting tolerant to it, but it's not really Mm -hmm. a tolerance. It's the fact that you're not making enough nitric oxide because what nitric oxide does is it catalyzes the production of something called cyclic GMP. So cyclic GMP, you know, I don't want to get into the the biochemistry of it, but it's kind of the linchpin of the whole system. The more cyclic GMP you have, the more blood vessels open up. And the less cyclic GMP you have, blood vessels close, right? So you don't want to keep blood vessels open all the time. So there's an enzyme system in the body called the PDE or the phosphodiesterase enzymes. And what they discovered at UCLA was that the PDE5 phosphodiesterase enzyme was the one that lived in the penis. And so that 
that medication that Viagra, that uh, Pfizer was testing for heart disease that was giving these guys erections was a selective PDE5 inhibitor. Hmm. And so I put most of my patients on a firm nitric oxide booster and I put them on Tadalafil, which is a long-acting PDE5 inhibitor. It's Cialis, mm-hmm. right? And I, I put them on it before they go to sleep at night because at night when you get erections, that's like your penis going to the gym, mm. right? So every time you slip into REM sleep, which is dream sleep, you should be getting an erection for about five or 10 minutes. And that should be happening three to six times every night. And so if that's not happening, then the the function of the penis over time is going to atrophy. And so that's sort of the, the best way to, to take your penis to the gym is to take a nitric oxide booster and Tadalafil before you go to sleep. And I would assume you're not doing the same dosage that someone would take if they were going to have have sex, right? Are you, are you doing right. a lower dosage? Like people would take, let's say, 20, 30 plus milligrams if they're going to have sex. Are you doing like a micro dose, like a five or something like that? Yeah, so uh, the standard daily dose for men is five. A lot of people can even get away with two and a half because the thing is the the it stays in your body for about thirty six hours. So really, mm-hmm. you're if you're taking five every day, you're you're getting a five plus a two plus a mm-hmm. one. So you're really your functional dose is about eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the maximum dose that the the Lily recommends is twenty, although patients can safely go up to thirty or forty. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you saturate the the PDE receptor, uh, it doesn't matter how much more Tadalafil you take. And if you're not, if your body doesn't have enough nitric oxide, and you're not making enough CGMP, then it doesn't really matter how much you of, of the Tadalafil or Viagra you take. Um, it's not going to be effective. Yeah. Have you so, come across any any natural ways for increasing? CGMP or inhibiting PDE5? Yeah. So naturally, if you want to boost um, CGMP, eat a lot of watermelon. So, you know, taking a firm is the equivalent of eating four pounds of fresh watermelon a day. So if you want to eat four pounds of fresh watermelon a day, uh, that's great. I love watermelon, but that might give you diabetes and, and, you know, probably eating eight or 10 beets a day, which, you know, I'm not that much of a fan of beets. I think I'd rather do the watermelon. <laughs> yeah, you, you, then, you, might, um, you might scare yourself you know, and think you have colon cancer when yeah, you look in the exactly. toilet, take a number two. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in, you know, in terms of natural PDE5 inhibitors, I don't think there's any any natural way to do that. Cool. Um, there have been – so there's a number of people that have like low-level viral, chronic viral stuff going on, herpes, hepatitis, and they seem to have – joint pain and aches and stiffness come up when they supplement with with arginine and citrulline. Have you come across that at all or seen anything there? And and, and if so, do you have any other options? Yeah, you know, for those I, I know there's an association between uh, arginine mm-hmm. and uh, herpes outbreaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be honest, I'm not quite sure why that would be. Um, mm-hmm. So the reason that we use citrulline in a firm is that arginine is not well absorbed by the gastrointestinal tract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's highly metabolized by the liver. Uh, and so maybe it, it has something to do with the metabolite uh, in the uric acid cycle of, uh, of arginine. So what, what happens is citrulline gets absorbed, and then in the kidney, it's converted um, 
by an enzyme into arginine, and then arginine goes to the blood vessels, grabs an oxygen, splits the oxygen in half, takes an oxygen, adds a nitrogen, kicks out nitric oxide, and then gets recycled back into citrulline. So it's a it's a cyclical thing. And and the the two and a half to five milligrams of Cialis, are you like do this for the rest of your life, or do you say do you have people say like, well, I don't want to take that for the rest of my life. Like, how do I figure out why I'm not getting hard the way that I want to? Yeah. So, uh, I, the, the good thing about the five milligram or two and a half milligrams of Cialis is now it's generic. So in my office, we charge a buck a pill. Uh, and mm-hmm. second of all, uh, it, I rarely if ever see side effects or any long-term side effects of taking those medications. But, uh, you know, on the flip side, some people don't want to take those medications, which I can totally respect, which is why, you know, we offer the other regenerative technologies, which I'm really, really excited about, including low-intensity shockwave therapy or what some people call gains wave or acoustic wave therapy. Uh, And I've done, you know, a fair amount of research uh, on that and the combination of using that plus a nitric oxide booster uh, and then also the use of platelet-rich plasma. Um, and so, you know, I'm happy to go into that or some of the, the research stuff that we're doing or peptides. Adrenaline dominance is a hormonal imbalance that causes overactivation of the stress hormones adrenaline and cortisol. That stress can come from sleep issues, too much fasting, not eating enough carbs or calories, poor digestion, food sensitivities, chemicals and toxins, wireless electrical pollution, drugs, dehydration, infections, or just the insanity of everything going on in the world today. And left to their own devices, any combination of these could throw your body into a state of imbalance. But fortunately, we're extremely resilient creatures and we were given adrenal glands to help neutralize the negative effects of stress. But here's the problem. When we get exposed to chronically high levels of stress, our adrenals can get burned out and they stop making stress neutralizing hormones the way that they're supposed to. And when these cortical hormones start running out or getting burned out, the emergency hormones of the medulla like adrenaline start to take over. And that's where we get a condition like adrenaline dominance. Adrenaline makes you feel overwhelmed, tense, anxious. It increases your respiratory rate, your heart rate, makes you feel wired but tired. It decreases circulation and it raises blood pressure. So essentially it puts you into a state of chronic fight or flight. And your body physiologically feels like you're in constant danger, even when you logically know that you're not. Now, over time, this adrenaline dominance can lead to mood fluctuations, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, ADHD, digestive problems, alcohol and drug abuse, low libido, chronic fatigue, and more. So what's the solution? We have to restore healthy adrenal function. This is not something that's done just by taking some adrenal supplement containing adaptogens. We do this by running the right labs to figure out where your stress is coming from so that we can get you out of fight or flight and back to feeling normal. What we do then is we optimize the way that you eat, train, work, and sleep to de-stress your life and allow your adrenals to come back online. And it's personalized based on your labs, your age, your gender, etc. If you feel like you're struggling with adrenaline dominance and you want help, book a free strategy session by going to biohackercoaching.com now and grab a time for us to talk. Let's talk about some of these regenerative technologies. And and I want to, I mean, we had 
talked before we hit record about some of the stuff you're doing with growing the penis in in length and girth and you know in every every direction a penis can grow and uh yeah, I'm, I'm interested in diving into all of it. Let's start with the regenerative technologies like the, the shockwave therapy, which some people may know as Gainswave. Um, they were, I, I mentioned this on a previous episode, but those guys at Gainswave were nice enough. They gave me a, they were like, I was there for, we were discussing them sponsoring the podcast and they were like, do you want to get a treatment? And I was like, sure. I mean, would it cause problems if, if I'm, I'm like, I'm not having issues right now. Is that going to cause any problems? They're like, no, no, it'll just make everything better. And and one of my buddies had actually been raving about it. He got like six sessions and he's like, I feel like I'm 20, you know, he's like so much more, so much more sensation and, and my orgasms are better. So I said, sure, let's do it. So they did, they did this, the, the one session and it was slightly awkward, you know, just having another guy down there, you know, administering everything, but you know, we're all big kids and, and whatever. Um, and it, it certainly made a difference. I mean, I felt like anytime the wind blew, I was getting an erection. I was, I also, and I gotta be honest about a little, the only downside I noticed was I was a little, uh, I was on a, I was on a hair trigger. If, if you know what I'm saying for, uh-huh. for about two months, it was, uh, yeah, there was, it was the heightened sensitivity was causing a, additional challenges, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> But anyway, take t- take it away. What are your, what are your protocols yeah, well, and what I mean, have you usually, found with the um, shockwave therapy? Usually you get improvement uh, on the first treatment because it stimulates the release of nitric oxide. Hmm. Really what you're looking for is improvement in vascularity, the growth of blood vessels. And that usually doesn't kick in until about the fourth or fifth week. Right. Okay. And so what you're doing, so the shockwave is discovered actually during World War II when they were trying to blow up submarines with depth charges. And what they found was that the, the, the shock wave coming off those explosions was enough to cause massive internal organ damage in sailors that were in the water. Mm. Right. So it wasn't shrapnel that was getting these guys. It was this blast wave that was coming off. And so, mm-hmm. um, they started investigating it and we as urologists use it to break up kidney stones, right? Mm. So we can break yeah. up kidney stones inside the body by using focused shock waves that are focused on a one or you know a one centimeter kidney stone uh, and then about 10 years ago there was a group in Israel that I don't know they they're quite brave <laughs> they decided to turn the power down on a shockwave device and stimulate the growth of new blood vessels in the penis and what it does is it perturbs or shakes the the endothelium, the inner lining of blood vessels in the penis in a way that your penis is thinking that it's being injured. Mm -hmm. And in the body, when you're being injured, you generate an injury response, right? It feels a little bit like you're being injured. Healing response. Yeah. (laughs) And that that healing response uh, activates stem cells and causes the release of growth factors. And so Mm -hmm. if you do that on a repetitive basis, either twice or once a week, over time, over six to 12 weeks, in the right patient set, you can grow new blood vessels. Mm-hmm. And you said four, four or five weeks is really where that growth starts happening, even though some some benefit can be experienced from as little yeah, well, as Well, I mean, if you treatment. plant a seed, um, yeah. you know, the seed's growing, but it's not for four or five weeks that you actually can see the little plant growing. Mm-hmm. And, and where do most men respond? Is it is it six treatments? Is it 12 treatments? What, you know, what you, it really depends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for a 50, 55 year old guy that just wants to avoid being on Viagra or some pill like that, 
you know, six treatments and they respond three, four weeks uh, and it lasts for, for a couple of years. Oh, wow. uh, you know, a mid guy in their mid sixties, um, you know, maybe nine treatments uh, and, you know, they may get to the point where they're not off Viagra, but they get a much, much better response than they were getting before. And a guy, and, you know, they may have to come in every six to 12 months for uh, some maintenance. And then a guy in the seventies uh, who Viagra doesn't work anymore for mm. can get back to the point where Viagra works, you know, reasonably well, but he, you know, he's not, uh, you know, a young stud and, uh, and he may need uh, maintenance treatments every three to six months. So mm. a lot of it really depends on, uh, what you're coming into it with. Yeah. I didn't even know that Viagra could stop working. It's fascinating. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, um, platelet rich plasma. I mean, are we, are we talking about injecting that into the penis? Absolutely. Aggressive. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, uh, who tried that first? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charles Runnels. Oh, really? So actually Charles is sponsoring my P-Long study and uh, he's a good friend of mine and he is a, is a brave guy. And, yeah. you know, he was a pioneer in platelet-rich plasma mm -hmm. and uh, he had, a, a, I think, a high net worth special client that uh, was having erectile issues and talking to Charles about it. And so Charles had this, this harebrained idea to inject PRP into his penis. And so he did it to himself first and I mm -hmm. guess he got some good results. And so, uh, he's kind of shared it with the world ever since. Wow. And, and is, is that a one and done thing or is, is does it usually take multiple in, in treatments? Well, so, you know, the way that I, I integrate it into my algorithm for treating erectile dysfunction is, you know, of course I boost the signal with a nitric oxide booster and PDE5 inhibitor, mm -hmm. and then I'll do uh, shockwave therapy on patients. And then, so I, I talk to my patients about it as it's like a fertilizer, right? Mm -hmm. So you plant a seed, planting and stimulating seeds really is the, the job of the uh, shockwave or gains wave therapy. As the, the blood vessels start to grow, then you inject PRP on top of it. And so platelets in the body really have two functions. One function is to stop bleeding. So, you know, if you're out and about and you cut yourself, uh, the first thing that happens is you start bleeding and then your platelets come and they cause a clot. Mm -hmm. And then it results in a scab. And then that scab falls off and lo and behold, your skin remodels and grows in to close that gap. But how does your body know that that little area of your body needs growth, but no other area of your skin is growing. And the reason for that is that your platelets are chocked full of growth factors. So 140 different growth factors live inside platelets. And when they get to a wound, they become activated. And when they can be activated, they release these things called alpha granules. And alpha granules are filled with growth factors. And it's just like, it's kind of like my plumber when he comes to the house. You know, he's got this truck where he's got every pipe and fitting known to man. Every growth factor that we have in our body is sitting in platelets and released because your platelets don't know, am I fixing a tooth? Am I fixing a brain? Am I fixing a spleen? Uh, and so platelets just release everything and, uh, and your body kind of figures out what it needs and, and it regrows. And so you can use PRP in, in, joints and, and muscles that orthopedists mm -hmm. do or sports medicine folks do. Uh, it works really well for hair growth. 
It works well in dental surgery. And Charles um, invented and trademarked the P-shot, which is in the penis, the O-shot, which is in the clitoris, and the vampire facelift, which is on the on the face. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you use the shockwave treatments to cause that low level of, of damage so that when you then inject the PRP, the uptake and utilization of those growth factors is higher. Exactly. Do, do they need exactly. to be done like on the same day or anything? Or is it just kind of like as long as you're doing them in the same vicinity? Yeah. I mean, another? what we do is we come in, have a patient come in, draw the blood, mm-hmm. do the shockwave therapy, and then we inject the, the PRP. Because the thing is, you want the tissue to be asking for the platelets. Right. Right. You know, it's like when you injure yourself, you release inflammatory cytokines from the site of injury that attract the platelets to the site of injury, right? Mm -hmm. So platelets are floating around all the time, but they don't hone to a site of injury and become activated until the inflammatory cytokines get released in that location of injury, and then the platelets know where to go. Right. It's sort of uh, some people in the stem cell world will do like PEMF or pulsed electromagnetic field treatments at the at the location where they want the stem cells to be uh, utilized. You know, at least to try yeah. to increase the chances of that. Of so that you know, speaking place. of stem cells, I mean, I could go, I could do an hour tutorial on stem cells. But honestly, the best chapter ever written on stem cells is in my book, The Twenty First Century Man. And if anyone out there is considering stem cell therapy, please read that chapter. You need to understand what you're getting, what the benefits are, where it's coming from. You know, you can get fat stem cells, you can get bone marrow stem cells, you can Mm -hmm. get placental stem cells. From the placenta, you can get placenta, amnio, Wharton's jelly, stem cell line. And, And the chapter really goes from macro to micro and helping you understand what you're getting because yeah. it's you know the FDA shut stem cells down right because people were using it that shouldn't be using it or they were advertising it for things that it wasn't proven to treat mm-hmm. uh, and when the FDA takes that big step they do it for a reason mm. uh, and so you know knowledge is power please get my book read the stem cell chapter uh, Charles Runnels wrote the PRP chapter uh, Jeff Piccarillo, who's a regenerative orthopedist, wrote the stem cell chapter. They're really, really excellent chapters. And that's at the the twenty first centuryman dot com. Yeah, so and all written out in letters. Too, right? The twenty first centuryman dot com. Cool. So this is this is helping us understand the 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 algorithm. Are there any other parts of the algorithm or or things that you add in a la carte? If if let's say this has helped, but maybe the client is is wanting better results than he's got. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, one super simple thing for guys that are older is uh, a penis pump. Mm-hmm. So your Susan Brand got me folks, to buy one of those. Yeah. You know, the I, haven't, thing is, I haven't really used it more than the, yeah, like, I mean, right there's no I reason it. for someone like yourself to use it, to be perfectly honest. It, you know, it's a novelty item for someone like yourself, but for guys who are in their sixties or seventies, or if you've had prostate cancer surgery or you're a type one diabetic, and you're 45 years old and you can't get erections anymore, you're not getting nighttime erections, Mm -hmm. right? Your penis shrinks, right? It doesn't stretch to the same level that it used to. And you're not getting oxygenated blood flow with nutrients into the penis. 
Mm-hmm. And so one good way to do that is to use a penis pump, mm. right? And so I don't have guys, you know, put a ring around it, use it for intercourse. They just use it for exercise. Now, if you're 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're otherwise healthy and you're getting nighttime erections or you have a way to get nighttime erections with a nitric oxide booster or Cialis, don't bother. Mm -hmm. Don't use it. Mm -hmm. Now, there's other stuff, right? So um, I'm doing research on what's called the M-Cella chair. So the M-Cella chair is made by a company called BTL, uh, and they make these incredible muscle building devices using high intensity focused electromagnetic waves. And so uh, I did a research study that I published uh, last year on uh, HIFEM using the MCELA chair, showing that it improved the intensity and duration of ejaculation in men. Mm. So I have guys that either have delayed ejaculation or really weak ejaculation, uh, and that really can significantly improve that. Now, the company liked that study so much, they, they uh, gave me a little bit more funding to do uh, a study to see whether it improved erectile function. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so far in the study, the, the results are somewhat preliminary, but we're seeing an improvement in erectile function, not dramatic, but definitely an improvement in erectile function and also in urination. Mm. So that's just another tool that we can add to help men get the blood pressure in their penis up to the point where it occludes the veins and gets uh, a rigid erection. Um, And some of the other things, like I compound a pill that I call the Moab pill. Mm -hmm. Moab standing for mother of all boners. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you didn't go technical and and, and yeah. proper with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I talk all doctorly, but, uh, but sometimes I can, uh, I can let loose. That's great. I like it. Um, but it includes, uh, two things. One is oxytocin mm-hmm. and the other is PT-141. So oxytocin is the bonding hormone that women produce when they're lactating. Mm-hmm. But, uh, in men, uh, the effects are that it helps uh, men feel closer to their partner and also improves the ability to reach climax and orgasm. Hmm. And then PT-141 is a really interesting peptide. It was developed uh, basically in Australia. They were looking for a sunless tanning agent because you know the sun's really bad there and everyone gets melanomas and basal cell carcinomas. And, uh, and so they, instead of putting on sunblock, they thought, well, you know, let's let this peptide activates the melanin receptor. Yeah. Let's see if we can get, uh, you know, folks to have a, like a natural sunless tanning. And so, uh, it's an intra, uh, a subcutaneous injection, uh, and about a third of people get nausea, mm-hmm. uh, and it hits what's called the melanocortin four receptor, which is a receptor in the brain. And we have no idea why it does what it does. It makes people darker, but also it, uh, increases libido, and guys get spontaneous erections. Hmm. One of my so buddies took available. that years ago. And what? Uh, one of my buddies took that years ago because he wanted the tan. He wanted the sunless tan. He was uh-huh. like, he was a male, male model. And, uh, and he showed up one night. We were like, what did you do to yourself? You know, because <laughs> it was so dark. And uh, he was like, I'm taking this new peptide that like makes me tan. And I don't have to go, you know, get a, get a sunless tan. And I don't have to worry about you know, being in the sun too long. And then I yeah, just, well, it was, was, it was probably years a pretty ago. popular model. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that it also had that effect. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he did okay for himself. <laughs> Fascinating. So, so is this is that both through? In, I mean, the PT one forty one subcutaneous injection is the oxytocin subcutaneous injection. I uh, know. Well, um, in this in the Moab pill, it's, a it's a sublingual. Pill. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Call the pill. Uh, but so it's under the tongue. <laughs> but you can also um, it works best as a subcutaneous injection. It also works uh, intranasal. Hmm. Interesting. So you want to avoid. Peptides are basically strings of amino acids, so short strings of amino acids. So if they get into the stomach, they get broken down by uh, stomach acid, or they get um, you know broken down by uh, uh, enzymes from the pancreas, and so they'll they'll never survive uh, the trip into the bloodstream. So you yeah, have you to figure out a way to get them into the, the bloodstream intact. Cool. How now? Are there any long term side effects from taking oxytocin or PT-141 that you've seen? You know, um, as far as I know, aside from nausea and uh, darker skin, there are really no long-term side effects of of that. And then in terms of oxytocin, I mean, women's oxytocin levels are sky high while they're, they're breastfeeding. And I don't mm-hmm. think that there's really any serious medical issues that they've identified. Cool. There's There's kind of been two things that have come up that have caught my interest. One is the role of sleep in all of this. And have you looked into the possibility of guys not hitting enough deep sleep, REM sleep? or or, I mean, as I learn more about sleep, Mm -hmm. I I have much, much more respect for uh, the importance of sleep. You know, the Mm -hmm. the interesting thing is if you look at the circadian rhythm of testosterone, right? Mm -hmm. When is testosterone highest? Seven eight o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of a linear decline of testosterone. You know, it kind of bottoms out around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. It stays low, and then when does it recharge? You know, midnight or eleven o'clock. When you go to sleep, all of a sudden the testosterone levels start to go back up till eight o'clock in the morning when you wake up or seven o'clock. You know, whenever you whenever you wake up, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting enough sleep your testosterone level isn't going to recharge to the level that it should. Right. And then if you look at the phases of sleep, you know, if you divide the sleep into about three phases, the first phase is just kind of getting down into REM sleep. The second is muscular rejuvenation. And then the third phase is psychological rejuvenation, right? So if you're not getting full sleep, then you're not building muscles to the to the the maximum that you can, mm-hmm. and you're not doing the psychological repair, the emotional repair that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, if you're not getting good sleep, you're not getting nighttime erections, so your penis isn't working as exactly. well. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so many important things happen during sleep. And, and then the other one was the the role of blood pressure in, in all of this, and and possibly like hypotension guys that have low blood pressure. Have you seen that connect with erectile problems? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's typically, it's not hypotension, it's hypertension yeah. and it's the high blood pressure medications. Right. Right. High blood pressure medication. If you're on a high blood pressure medication, look at the package insert and I guarantee you it will say erectile dysfunction. Mm. Okay, and uh, yeah, I can I can do three four minutes on 
on understanding what high blood pressure is and how high blood pressure medications cause erectile dysfunction and what you can do to fix it if you want. Yeah, let's do that. And yeah. then any, so, okay. any any other categories of meds that you've just seen cause huge issues with with erectile function? Well, you know, SSRIs cause erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. also. So selective yeah. serotonin reuptake inhibitor antidepressants yeah. um, cause erectile dysfunction. I know a lot of guys um, if they take so, Adderall, they get and and even modafinil, they get they get yeah, baby, baby dick. Adderall definitely. <laughs> and then you know, performance enhancing drugs like uh, Deca. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a ebook that I wrote. Um, it, if you're Doing performance enhancing drugs, you have to read my ebook. Mm-hmm. Right? Go to Brandeis MD, go to the media tab, drop down into ebooks. I wrote a 35 page book, you know, basically dedicated to all of my patients that have really messed themselves up over the years um, on performance enhancing drugs. There is a way to safely take performance enhancing drugs. I have a number of patients in my in my practice that are on performance enhancing drugs and I work with them to do it safely. Mm. So you can do it safely, but do it through someone who knows what they're doing. You know, I had this epiphany moment when I asked one of my patients, you know, uh, who's giving you and managing your testosterone? He said, well, there's this guy at the gym, Big Mike. <laughs> right. And so I said, you know, well, I got to I got to do something to help all these people that, uh, you know, are on these drugs because most doctors are afraid of 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 taking it on because they don't want to, you know, find themselves on the front page of the, the newspaper because they're, yeah. you know, giving Barry Bonds or, or Lance Armstrong performance enhancing drugs. But, you know, if you understand how it works and you understand how to avoid damage to fertility and damage to long term uh, testosterone production, uh, it, it can be done super safely. But let me let me get back to hypertension because mm-hmm. that's a really, really important concept to understand. Please. Okay. Your heart pumps. And when your heart pumps, it pumps blood 25,000 miles, right? So if you lined up all your capillaries and, and arteries and stuff like that, it's 25,000 miles out and then 25,000 miles back through the veins, right? So there's no pump the size of a cantaloupe that can do that. So arteries have muscular walls. And so when you pump blood into an artery, the muscular wall expands, that's your systolic blood pressure, and then contracts, that's your diastolic blood pressure, right? So when it contracts, the blood vessel then relaxes, and that's your diastolic blood pressure, right? So it's not like a PVC pipe. PVC pipe has one pressure, Mm -hmm. but your arteries have two pressures, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Contraction and relaxation, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're smoking, if you're drinking too much, if you're eating too many Cheetos and steaks, uh, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can begin to narrow those blood vessels. Or if you're chronically stressed, the cortisol and the, uh, the adrenaline will narrow your arteries. Now, in order to get blood to the places that it needs to go, you have to pump harder. When you pump harder, that's called high blood pressure, okay? But there are two places in your body where your body measures blood pressure, okay? Because your body really only cares about two organs, the brain and the kidneys. You thought I was going to say the penis, and that's okay. <laughs> I, I thought penis as a joke in my head, and I yeah. thought you were going to say, I thought you were gonna say but, brain and heart. But from a purely physiologic standpoint... <laughs> 
I didn't right. see kidneys coming, to be honest. It's the kidneys, okay? <laughs> and so you have what's called the carotid body, right, which is on your carotid artery. Because mm -hmm. if the blood pressure to the brain is low, right, you got to do something right away. So if you're standing up and the blood pressure to your brain is too low, what happens? You, get you collapse, yeah. right? Because you collapse because you got to get the blood pressure to your brain, right? But the kidneys are also really important because kidneys monitor electrolytes. So mm -hmm. if your potassium or sodium or, or calcium is way out of whack, you're going to have an arrhythmia and you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And if you're dehydrated, your kidney has to hold on to as much water as possible to keep that blood pressure high, right? So if you have high blood pressure, you're not getting enough perfusion into the brain and to the kidneys, the brain and the kidneys or the carotid body and the, and the JGA of the kidney is secreting these substances that are causing a blood pressure to increase, right? Now, you take blood pressure medications to open up the central circulation so that the brain and the kidney gets better blood flow, right? But that doesn't do much for the penis or your toes. And what happens is the heart doesn't pump as hard because the, the central circulation is more open when you're on those blood pressure medications and things relax. And so then you're not getting enough circulation to your periphery, to the fingers, to the toes, to the genitals, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's mm. why blood pressure medications cause erectile dysfunction. Now, there's Excellent a simple thing that you can do for that. I get a lot of my patients off blood pressure medications, mm -hmm. and you can take a nitric oxide booster like Affirm. Mm -hmm. I have... Um, AffirmScience.com. Exactly. Um, so you'll there's data out there showing that you can drop your systolic blood pressure five or 10 points by taking a nitric oxide booster, which increases the elasticity of blood vessels. So it makes it easier for your heart to pump blood where it needs to go. Excellent. Excellent. Um, last couple of questions as we're kind of landing this plane. This is, this has been fantastic. The, what's your take on aspirin, like long-term aspirin use from a health and safety perspective? And then from the perspective of, is it helpful for erectile function? Yeah, that's a great question. I, a couple of years ago, they came out with a study saying that aspirin was really good for heart disease, and I have heart disease in my family. Mm -hmm. So I got a big bottle of Bayer aspirin, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I was taking it for a little while, the 81 milligram aspirin. And then they came out with another report saying, we're, we're just kidding. You know, aspirin really isn't so good for, for heart disease, you know, when the next big study comes out. So to be honest with you, I'm confused. The literature keeps bouncing back and forth every year. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's harmful. You know where it's really good is for patients with COVID. Mm -hmm. Anytime I have a patient, I made this really good video on um, what to do if you get COVID, mm -hmm. right? If you get COVID, take 325 milligrams of aspirin a day, right? Because COVID causes a vasculitis. It causes an inflammation in blood vessels, mm -hmm. which causes platelets to stick inside blood vessels and to cause clots, mm -hmm. right? So take an aspirin, take a nitric oxide booster like a firm, right? Uh, they're even treating 
in the very beginning of COVID, they were treating these pregnant women at Mass General Hospital. It was an amazing case report with inhaled nitric oxide because they didn't know what else to do. And all 10 pregnant women in this study got better, hmm. right? Nitric oxide is essential to the health of the lining of blood vessels, right? So if you get COVID, take aspirin, take vitamin D, take uh, a firm, drink a lot of water, um, do deep breathing exercises and toe raises, and you'll sail through COVID. Lovely. All right. right? But that's sort of the answer to your aspirin question is um, every two years, the, the scientific body changes its mind, but it does work really well in COVID. And COVID has increased erectile function 20 to 30% in folks that got COVID. Say that last part one more time. Uh, folks, men that got COVID mm -hmm. have a 20 to 30% increased risk of erectile dysfunction. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And this is a la last question and a quick pivot before we kind of close things out, but it's it's an important issue today. And I, it's a little bit different than, than talking about sexual performance, but um, there's a lot of people that are struggling with mental health issues, whether that's anxiety, depression, panic attacks, fluctuating moods, um, and, and addictive behaviors. What, what are, you know, if, if, if you were to kind of summarize some of your top one or two coping mechanisms for mental health struggles and addictive behavior for increasing quality of life, what would, what would they be? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's like, uh, it's a massive, massive problem. That's a whole podcast unto itself, but that's the reason I have a whole section in the book on mental health, Okay, you know, sec chapters on depression and anxiety on work-life balance on vitality. I have a whole section on relationships Right, because that's such an important part of of mental health. Uh, you know, most men's health books are like food, sex, and exercise. Mm -hmm. um, but this, you know, that's what cavemen needed. Uh, you know, men need mental health. They need relationship health. They need uh, lifestyle. They need. There's a whole section in my book on aesthetics. Uh, you know, there's there's so much more to that whole picture. You know, for me, for my mental health, uh, it's exercise. Yeah. You know, that's, that's sort of nature's best way to burn off stress. Yeah. Is, I, I don't feel you know, right if I don't, if I don't exercise. Absolutely. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, get so a punching bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got, um, the, the, the 21st century man.com and, and Amazon for picking up the book. We've got, uh, Brandeis MD, B R A N D E I S M D.com. Um, where else can people stay updated on cool things you're working on and, and yeah, projects? Yeah, so I have a YouTube out? channel where I put a lot of my research presentations and my journal clubs and uh, and my 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 teaching sets uh, up there. Uh, so just go to Brandeis MD on YouTube, and then uh, I just hired a gal that works in my office, um, and she's really good at Instagram. So now all of a sudden, I've I've gotten a really sort of robust Instagram page. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm the content, but I like, I don't even know how to actually access my Instagram. Page. <laughs> keep, keep it that way. You'll, yeah. uh, it will help your mental health, your yeah. quality of life. <laughs> and you're then uh, if you're interested in my men's health supplements, they're at affirmscience.com. Affirmscience.com. 
Fantastic. Well, uh, Dr. Judson Brandeis, thank you so much for taking the time today. I've enjoyed our conversation. And uh, guys, if, if you've enjoyed this conversation as well, support Dr. Brandeis by picking up his book, The 21st Century Man, uh, his product of Firm, and, uh, and and go check out the content at BrandeisMD.com. And, and awesome. The, Anthony, the thank you so much. And I, can I get one ask? Of course. Yeah. Can I get a hat? <laughs> Let's get you a hat. Send me, send me your address. <laughs> First of all, I'll I need a hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but second of all, I like the hat. <laughs> yeah, you could try the PRP too. I was wondering about that. You know, I, I did. Actually, yeah. you can go on my YouTube. You know, I'm too far gone. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, I do everything in the office before my patients. Yeah. Right? Because I need to know how it feels. I need to For know sure. what the effects are. And I need to know, you know, if I'm going to tell my patients, I, I want to do this for you. I need to do it on myself. So I actually mm-hmm. did it and I saw about a 30 to 40% increase in density. That's pretty now, good. That's still not going to, you know, no one's going to, uh, you know, confuse me with Fabio, but, but it actually, you know, because I don't have very much density, I could actually see the increase in density. Yeah, that's cool. I will, um, I'll tell you what, send me your address. I, just gave a hat to my dad's caregiver. I got to see how many more I have because he was he was wor- giving my dad a workout on the bike in the garage, and he came in. He's like, "Check out my hat." He's like, "Can I have this?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah. If, there, if there's extras in there, you can have it." So I'll All go right. check and see if we got any All extras. Right, and if we'll we send do, me your address. I'll send you a book. I'll, I'll make send sure you, you get some one. supplements, and you send me a hat. Sounds good, brother. Thank you so much All for right. doing this. Have a great you day. You got it. Thanks a lot. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations. I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year, and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. 